This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, it's Tuesday on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is on vacation and you need to check out... His Instagram, because, oh my goodness, he is having a wonderful time. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging out with you. Oh, well, Bradley's serving up the eye candy on his social media, but we've got some ear nuggets for you today. If ever there was a truth, the ear nuggets that we are delivering, Holly Roberts, is the truth on the Colleen and Bradley show. Hey, okay, so I don't know if you know this, last night was the Emmy Awards. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It is. And, um, you know, I decided, I decided, you know what? Let's have a little friendly competition on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, yeah. Let's have a little friendly Emmy Smackdown. Yes. Here are the rules. Holly and I each, in the watching of the Emmys last night, gave ourselves one point for each show that we've watched at least one episode of. Just one, not the whole thing. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Now, no. some of them, maybe we did watch the whole thing. But one point for watching one episode in each category. So, let me just put it this way. Let's say something won more than once. We got a point for each category that they won in. Ooh. Okay, I've calculated my points, Holly. I imagine you are uh, have calculated yours, and we will reveal them at the rema- at the end of the segment. Yes, but in the meantime, in between time. Mm-hmm. So remember, you're going to get the epic Emmy Smackdown yeah. at the end of the segment. But in the meantime, all right, let's just talk general impressions of the telecast as it aired last night on NBC because it was happening live. Now, my first impression was, wow, it's really odd to be watching my bunny ears live television. (laughs) There are commercials happening in ways that I don't know if I feel comfortable with anymore being a streaming person myself. Yeah, you can't fast forward through those. No, you can't. So I saw lots of commercials about cars and medications and makeup and all sorts of things. But overall impressions of the Emmy Awards was Glad that they stuck with the banquet style seating. Right? Mm-hmm. That was really, it mattered to me more than I thought it would. It looked, it it also gave you something else to do while you were watching. It gave you that moment of like, oh, why is that person sitting by that person? Or what do you think they're talking about? Or how interesting that a person like, um... Oh gosh, darn it. I totally just lost her name entirely. The girl who played, oh my gosh, she was in yeah, that one. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Sure mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. The, the woman from Ozark. Oh my gosh. Julia Garner. Thank you. Julia Garner, <laughs> who starred both in Ozark and also 
in uh, that Anna Delvey story on Netflix. That's right. Like, who's she rubbing elbows with tonight? That, yeah, because she's one of Hollywood's hottest young stars. She truly, truly is. Uh, it was just kind of fun to, to to gaze across the room and see what everybody was doing, who everybody was talking to. Uh, Kenan Thompson as host. Holly Roberts. Yes, Colleen. Your thoughts? Kenan Thompson was fun. He, I, he, he was I a professional. Yes. And this is the thing I think. Listen, he I said this before. The space. He really did. And people, I, I really think when they have people who do Saturday Night Live as hosts, they understand live TV. They understand timing in a way that I'm not saying that other actors or performers don't understand. They understand it in a different way. They yes. have flexed that muscle for the majority of their career, right? So they understand like timing, audi- like working with an audience, how to deliver the joke and the punchline. They're very practiced at it. Yeah, it's a skill set. It's why I had this thought randomly yesterday looking at a TV screen. It's why people who come from radio make great game show hosts. Totally. You know, all the old school guys, the Wink Martindales, I probably, I might be speaking out of school, but it might apply to somebody like Bob Barker. I mean, definitely somebody like a Johnny. A lot of these guys, the old school people, and even the new modern folks like Ryan Seacrest, mm-hmm. they hold the space in a very specific way Yeah, when they're hosting a show like that. And it's a skill that transfers to, to another, you know, venue. And that's, yeah. the, that's the case. That's been the case for me with all the award shows when somebody who's performed for a long period of time on Saturday Night Live hosts uh, an award show, I feel comfortable. And it's nice that Kenan Thompson is getting the spotlight because truly yeah. he is a comedy treasure. He honestly it, it, is from way back in the day on Nickelodeon. Yeah, from all that to Good Burger right. to Saturday Night Live yeah. to his own sitcom on NBC, which I think just wrapped up after a couple of seasons. Yeah, Keaton Thompson getting the spotlight, getting that kind of recognition, it's nice. And, yeah. you know, the Emmys were on NBC, a little corporate synergy there. They're mm-hmm. just like, okay, we're going to grab from our talent pool and give him the spotlight. There are some genuine lulls that I had at some of the jokes that he oh, delivered last absolutely. night. Absolutely. Now, I, wa- I don't know how I felt about the big musical open. That felt like more than I was ready for. I don't know you about you. You weren't ready for that? Not really. Oh. Not in that way. I, I think I just well, was like, can we tone this down or like wrap it up pretty quick? It, it went on too long for me. I think the discomfort for me came from the fact that the opening number from the Emmys was a riff on old school entertainment. Yes. And they're trying to be really modern. So I don't, and I think this is an issue with award shows in general. They don't know what the heck they're doing in 2022. What is the point? Mm -hmm. And particularly for something like the Emmys, Colleen, we talked about it yesterday. What does the Emmys mean in the era of streaming? When so many people are watching so many different shows, how do we come together and create a narrative of saying, these are the best shows that television has to offer? Yeah. Yeah. Who's setting the tone for that conversation? Uh, you know, even so who's the, the adult in the room? I don't know. I'm well, not sure. e- even the Hollywood Reporter, their review of the telecast today, was like, well, the Emmys just gave awards to the same shows that got them last year. I mean, and, they kind of did. And they're pretty niche. So it's, what are we doing? It's funny that you said that, because I, I, I'll tell you the conversation that happened at our house was um, my husband said, you know, I do get tired of seeing the same actors win 
for the same roles repeatedly. Yes. And and I, I don't disagree with him. I, I wonder what it would look like if one of if if somebody, you know, took a, a fresh eye to the Emmys and said, you know what? You get one. You get one for your show. An Emmy. That's an Emmy. <laughs> Meaning, like if your show goes on for ten seasons and you are nominated for Best Supporting Actress all of those seasons, Mm -hmm. you get a win once. Yeah. And then we got to move on. Well, what's (laughs) what's fascinating is that this is not unprecedented behavior for the Emmys. If we go back to a time in the early 90s, for example, Murphy Brown and Candace Bergen won a ton of Emmys for that performance. She could not carry them all. She needed a stroller for all of her her statuettes. Mm -hmm. So... But the conversation's so different now because even yeah. back then it was the four networks ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Cable television was percolating in the background yep. with some original programming. You know, back in the 90s, it was the Larry Sanders shows on, on HBO and mm-hmm. a couple of other programs that were being looked at, mm-hmm. but not necessarily considered in the mainstream conversation. So, but. Now we have so many Well, yeah, because then shows. the cable original programming busted wide open. And yeah. then that was a whole thing. We talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, where you were getting your premium channels in on the Emmy race. But now it's all the streamers. It's it's bonk. It's out of control. Not out of control, but it is. It's a lot. The landscape. Cut it out. It's huge. And so when the landscape changes, how then does the award process change? I don't know. I will say one more thing about the telecast, and then, uh, Holly, I want to get to our epic Emmys smackdown. Oh, I've got my number. Wonderful. Uh, the one thing, the one thing I was a little bit critical of that I feel like probably in, I can imagine that at the writer's table, they were like, oh, this will be great. But then when they actually did it in, in actual practice, it didn't translate was the use of Sam J as the MC. The announcer in the booth with the music stands in front of her. It was just confusing. And I also think a lot of people don't know who Sam J is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a that could have worked in their favor had could, they yeah. had they showcased her in a different and better way. It could have been. Let's get to know Sam J. If you don't know her, you need to know her. Right. If you're not familiar with her work on Saturday Night Live, her own shows on HBO, mm-hmm. her stand up specials on Netflix. Hey, Emmy viewer, get to know her. You right. might like her. But I just don't feel like they utilized her in a way that showcased her talent in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I think what ended up happening is people didn't think, oh, I got to find out more about Sam J. They went, what is that? I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. It wasn't like Sam J's hilarious. Yes. Let's go and watch well, her show. They, they gave her a role where it was like, it, it was very utilitarian. And it wasn't funny. And yeah. she is funny. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was I feel like that was misguided. But again, maybe around the idea table, it sounded like a good idea. But then in the actual application of it, just sort of fell flat for me. Well, I gave it the old college It was try. a little pitchy for me, dog. <laughs> um, okay, so, okay. Epic Ooh. Emmy Smackdown. Holly Roberts and I have gone head-to-head. We gave ourselves each one point for each show that won in every category. If... We've watched at least one full episode, and I say full episode, yeah, of that series. Meaning, 
if one series won more than once, we got a point for each time it won. And now, let's see which one of us... Now, this is meant to... There's a reason for this, by the way. It's to illustrate, like, how vast the landscape truly is. There's a lot of TV to watch. There's so much TV to be watched. Okay, Holly. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit of fanfare okay, here. I like it. With the final reveal, I have to find my fanfare. We don't even we don't know each other's numbers. No, so that's we the don't. other thing. Like I truly I don't even know if I could guess which one of us is going to win. Holly, Colleen, what's your number? My number is 12. Holly Roberts. I'm very excited because my number is 16. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to kind of go down the list to the best of my ability, and I'm not going to say who, like, what category. Oh, I'm just going to say them. Thank oh, good. You. Okay, There's give yourself another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Succession. I have, yes, watched one episode of. Holly? Yes. The Ted, whole thing. Okay. Ted Lasso. I have watched three episodes twice. I have watched nary episode. None. Okay, so that's part, that hurt you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Ted Lasso got hurt. Okay, The White Lotus. I've watched the whole thing. Same. Watched the whole thing. Loved it. Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Did not watch. I've watched two episodes. And by the way, it is so good. You should all, everybody should watch it. Look at you taste testing. I know. That's Amazon Prime, by the way. Okay. Last week tonight was John Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. Squid Game. No. Neither have I. Euphoria. Yes, I've watched one episode. Okay, I've watched zero episodes. Um, but Zendaya won as outstanding lead actress in a drama series. And oh my gosh, she looked beautiful and she's genius. Oh. Okay, then Hacks. Hacks, yes. I've watched zero episodes. Okay, well, you, you, you need I know to I need to get that. on that. Yes. Ozark. No. Yes, for me. Abbott Elementary. No. An embarrassing no. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, and please don't, you don't need to at me because I already know this is the show I need to be watching. The Dropout on Hulu. Yes or no? No. No, you've not watched that. Not I watching. watched the whole series. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yes. Uh, and um, Rothaniel. Yeah, that's Jerron Carmichael's uh, variety special. Oh, that's special. right. Yes. I've mm-hmm. not watched that one. I have not. Now, I also, did you get documentary or nonfiction series? That was The Beatles Get Back. Oh, I did not get that. Okay, oh, no, for- I don't, no, no, I did see that. I okay, did watch that. Point Sorry. for me. And also documentary or nonfiction special, George Carlin's American Dream on HBO. No. I did watch that. Highly, highly recommend that. Okay. Yeah. All right. The only, oh, there's, I think, some, didn't somebody win from Dope Sick? Why do I not have that on my oh, list? Michael oh, Michael yeah. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Dope Sick. I have not watched that. I haven't either. Okay, so... Th- that that was to me really stunning was how many things won and I have not even watched one episode of it. Again, I think that illustrates for you again how wide that landscape is. Listen, this is not the last we'll be talking about the Emmys. We're going to talk a little bit later about some of the fashions, uh, one of the really wonderful speeches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Grant is joining us and bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. What's up, Grant? What's up, guys? How are you? Really good. You know what I have? You're the dirt alert? I have a bunch. Yeah, the dirt alert. Some pieces of paper. Some pieces of paper because I printed off a limb like I do for Lori and Julia every day for you guys for this little segment. Thank you. Thank you, Tree. Thank Thank you, you, Tree. tree. We appreciate you. Well, let's start out with the Emmys last night. And what did you guys think of Keenan Thompson? We were just saying, you know, I really appreciate whenever a Saturday Night Live uh, 
cast member who's been on for any amount of time hosts anything. I think they just understand the rhythm of a live show. Yeah. 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 He, he held the space. He Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And last, he did his job. He did his job. Okay. I found some things to be good. So, you know, a little iffy at times, but pretty funny. Yeah. Like you said, held, held the room pretty well. But last night he trolled Leonardo DiCaprio in a pretty funny comment when he was wishing Zendaya a 26th birthday. She just turned 26 last mm-hmm. week. So he was wishing Zendaya. She had, he had said that Zendaya just turned 26 last week. And he said, happy birthday. 26 is a weird age in Hollywood. I mean, you're young enough to play high school student, but you're too old to date Leonardo I mean, DiCaprio. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Aww. reality bites. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just... like Hollywood's tweendom. Yes. You're just in that in-between yes. stage. Yeah too, yeah. too old for Leo, but young enough to play high school student. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty Genius. funny. Yeah, and you know, went off on a little bit of a tirade about all the people that he's dated. And mm-hmm. didn't he just recently break up with uh, Camille? Is it Mar- Mar- Marone? Marone. And yeah. now he's been, we talked about this in the Blight Items. Yeah. He's been seen with Gigi Hadid. Yeah. He's 20. Well, Seven. Yeah. According to the blind items, it's Gigi's mom, Yolanda, who wants you to believe that the two of them right. are getting close to each yeah. other. There you go. Yeah. Well, and she is 27, so we have to actually see if that works in his age group. Yeah, right? we'll have a fully see. formed prefrontal cortex. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna work. It's a brave out. new world. It's it really is. We'll love it. Okay, you guys. Well, here we go. This was interesting to me. I did not expect this out of Howard Stern, but it seems like she's had he has had enough of Queen Elizabeth and all of our wall to wall media coverage in the U.S. here of the monarch's death. He told his co-host Robin, it's weird traditions and everything. I'm like, Jesus, enough with the queen. I mean, it's America. We don't have a queen. And then he continued, I mean, I get it. The queen was a nice lady. My whole life, the queen has been the same queen. And there's a tradition there. And she did her duty to her country. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we have other important things going on on Mm -hmm. home soil Mm -hmm. here. That we should be talking about. Listen, I don't. I don't think he's wrong in the sense that we should not be uh, overly focused on what's going over there to the distraction of the fact that we have our own country with our own com- complications. Yes, shall we, sir? Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with that. I, but at the same, I do. But it sounds to me like he's striking the balance of saying, like, I understand the gravity of this, mm-hmm. but also there's more to life. Yeah, and Robin did interject with him, and she said, "So it's like a the, the, the distraction of the queen is what getting you." And he shot back saying, "No, it's annoying." So <laughs> okay. I, I think he's also. I mean, I think he used it, like you said, as a moment to kind of like, "Hey, let's focus on other things." But I think he's generally annoyed with the queen's uh, coverage right now. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay, Howard. You'll you'll get over it. It'll be fine. It'll be it's fine. Only a couple more days. Yeah. Just yeah. a, yeah, just a You'll few. You'll make more it through days. the week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll have plenty of other things to whine about at one point in time, which I do like Howard, though. He does have some pretty good things. Oh, he speaks truth. He does. Yeah. Very good truth. So, okay. Well, this one, I know it's a little bit outside of our realm. It's a little bit in the sports world, but we've been talking a lot about this Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen yeah. issue going on here. And now Giselle is going to be on the cover of Elle magazine. And uh, this was published on Tuesday in a, in a cover story. She made some comments about their relationship and how hard it's been lately, you guys. She said that uh, this is a very violent sport. I have my children, and I would like him to be more present. She also noted that she has definitely had those conversations with him over and over again. Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets me, you guys, right here. She said, I've done my part, which is to be there for my husband. I moved to Boston, and I focused on creating a cocoon and a loving environment for my children to grow up in and to be there supporting him and his dreams. Yeah, she's tired of it. Yeah. She sacrificed enough in her life Mm -hmm. and out of love. However... Now she says, I want my turn. Listen, and who among us doesn't understand? I mean, 
that is part of what a really the push and pull of a relationship is like it is rare that everybody can chase their dreams at the exact same time yes and so you know there's got to be some give and take in a relationship and it is sounding like i mean if you read between the lines you're hearing somebody who's just very much over it over Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. she's been following him from town to town and and game to game and just wants him to be there and be present well and the other thing i mean she brings up it's true it is a dangerous sport i mean football is a dangerous sport you know for your noggin for your body for Mm -hmm. all kinds of things and you know he's he's been at the top of his game yeah Maybe be at the top of the family. That's maybe that's exactly the home life. Pretty easy. Well, pretty easy idea, right? Not happening this season. Apparently not. <laughs> no. uh, thank you, Grant. Hey, can you stick around? Yeah. I forgot to check with you. Oh, no problem. Grant's going to stay here because he's going to solve some pop culture mysteries Love with it. us. We're going to do some blind items after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Uh-huh. Our friend Grant has joined us. What's up? Thank you, Grant, for sticking around. Thanks to for having me. Solve these pop culture mysteries. Holly gives them to us in the form of blind items. We attempt to solve them in this segment. We call it Blinded by the Items. Blinded by the well, before we get to last night's Emmys celebrity gossip Ooh. mysteries, let's just start with a couple of uh, non-Emmy related little nuggets Perfect. here. Uh, this one, we're just warming up with this one. You'll get it right away. The pedophile royal doesn't get arrested for his serial assault of underage teens, but if you publicly criticize him, you get arrested. Yeah. How about that little call out during the walking? Was that what you were referencing when he was... Walking down the street and someone called him a pedophile? Yes. And, and they that, got arrested. And that Ooh. person got arrested. Yeah. So oh. Prince Andrew not getting arrested for possible oh. actual criminal behavior. But the person who called him out for it publicly. Oh, my gosh. Well, they got taken away. Oh, that's what's so wrong with this world right now. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. For getting, putting your finger on that. In a nutshell. Oh, there it is. There it is. That's the right problem. Here's your Pulitzer. Stupidity. Stupidity. Oh. That don't make no sense. No, that's oh, just, that's gross. Yeah, rightfully said though by whoever said it. I'll right? give them that. Right, mm-hmm. I mean worth it. Yeah, worth yeah, probably worth, worth it for it. the record. Worth it for the night in jail and the conversation at the bar right. later. <laughs> if only they had ended it with "I'm just saying." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Let's solve another one. Yeah. Item. Uh, let's see. Um. No, I did that one yesterday. Oh my goodness. I'm on Monday. That's okay. Come back, uh, that's, come back that's to it. Tuesday where yep. we live. Here we are in Tuesday. <laughs> uh, as I told, as NT Lawyer told you weeks ago would happen, this A-plus list singer is going to spend a huge amount of money to try and buy her way to an Oscar this year. <gasps> she now has hired multiple companies to make that happen. Mm. Oh, Taylor Swift. No? Oh! Why did I think it was Lady Gaga? But yes. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga hasn't done anything that would make her awesome. That was last year for House of Gucci. What is the thing that Taylor is in this year that we just saw the promo for, the trailer for? Oh, it's called... During um, the Emmy. Emmys. It's called... It starts with an R. The Remember... 
No, I was thinking of Amsterdam. No, it is. It starts with an R. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Amsterdam, and it's got like a ton of people, like Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. So it's funny because my Robbie. son was watching the uh, the trailer with me, and he goes, "That movie has everybody in it." And he goes, "That's going to be good." I go, "Don't make that mistake." Yes. Because I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm just saying we make that mistake all the time when we see a star-studded cast of thinking because the cast is star-studded that it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Then I will deliver to you cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, you know, Taylor Swift, perhaps not an acting Oscar for her role in David O. Russell's Amsterdam, but, but she's pushing her short film. Film, yeah. Well, yeah, and also probably the song that she wrote for Where the Crawdads Sing. I mean, there are any number of angles that Taylor Swift could take. She's so, clearly working that. Well, yeah, so yeah. filling in the blank here, as NT Lawyer said weeks ago, Taylor Swift is spending a huge amount of money to try and buy her way to an Oscar this year. Mm-hmm. She's hired multiple companies to make that happen. So there are three angles that Taylor Swift could take. Her song for Where the Crawdads mm-hmm. Sing, her role in Amsterdam, and her short film about the Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. scarf <laughs> that she talked about at the Toronto, either at Tribeca or Toronto. It was Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. so yeah. that is a mm, legitimate film festival, yeah. and so she's positioning herself as a legitimate filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Listen, Taylor Swift can be whatever she wants. That's She's earned that. Anybody, yeah, just do what you want, man. I'm serious though. Like she's she's reached that status where yeah. she can just be like, I anoint myself a filmmaker. Now I make films. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> Go for it if you got it. Do it. Right. Why not? If you got the resources and the time, do what you want. Have do. at it, girlfriend. Yeah. Acting. Blinded by the item. All right. Now let's get to the Emmy Award gossip. Here's your first blind item from last night's Emmys. Why yes. This crowd favorite was a very happy drunk last night, and she would be the first to admit it. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to guess. Was it Cheryl Lee Ralph? Okay. Cause she was a crowd favorite. That, that is one guess, I suppose, but there was someone else. The oh, comments- was it the one that w- danced off the stage from uh, White Lotus? No. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge? Jennifer Coolidge? Most people think Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, well, she was funny. She though. was great, and then she just like kind of like danced It was hilarious. Yeah, I love her. She's great. Yeah, so... Okay. According to NT Lawyer, why, yes, Jennifer Coolidge was a very happy drunk last night, and <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge would be the first one to admit it. And, and listen, I, you know... Good on her. Yeah, high five, girlfriend. Celebrating a life of... Of achievements prior to being known as the first ever MILF, right? Well, yes, right? The other thing about Jennifer Coolidge that um, I just, I was, I was holding this in my mind when she won was the way she talked about accepting the role for White Lotus and how just completely depressed she had been in such a Mm -hmm. relatable way at the beginning of the pandemic Yes, and how when they reached out to her and they said, we've got this role for you, it it changed her entire mood. Yes. And I think that's so relatable. Yes. Because early on when we were all sort of in like the depth of the WTF yeah. and just feeling so disconnected to have had a lifeline thrown at you that was inviting you to do the thing that actually lights you up. 
<laughs> not to bring this like to me, but that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, I was over at you our had a Jennifer station, Coolidge moment, and I got let go when we had our little mm-hmm. let go here, and then I got brought back into here, and that got me through those, you know, that all that the time, hard and I got to do the thing that I love the most, and now I'm here with you guys now. So it's it's kind of I know I'm not Jennifer Coolidge, but that very exact thing is how I feel about what the pandemic did for me. Oh. Oh, we're like so happy to have you. It's like the Fourth of July. It's like makes me want hot dog real bad. <laughs> so here's another piece of gossip, not quite as jolly as our previous blind item, but here you go. This back in the day, a minusless actress who has struggled with her career because of her love life left a party early because she was being hassled about said boyfriend nonstop. A minus um, list actress. Back in the day. Back in the day. Like how back in the day? Like the nineties? The nineties, yes. But and she was being hassled about her boyfriend. Yeah. She's had some personal <gasps> issues with partners. Is this Tori Spelling? No. Tori no, Spelling no. wasn't at the no, she, she wasn't even A minus. Uh, she terrible. didn't even go to a B list gifting yeah, suite. Probably. Yeah, you're right. That was just awful. <laughs> no, this person was a child actor in the nineties. They were at the Emmys last night because their new show is a critical and fan favorite. Al Fanning? No. It was nominated for Emmys last night. Uh-huh. Was this Cobra? Not Cobra Kai. No, not Cobra no, Kai. No, no, he's not mm-hmm. A-minus either. No. Not uh, Ralph Macchio. No. Yeah. Not, uh, not like a Zendaya. No. No. Older. Uh, I would say she's in her 40s at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, this is now I'm like doing the visual. Christina scan. Ricci? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. For Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, Look at good. Grant. Yeah. So, ooh, Christina Ricci left a party early because she was being uh. hassled about her boyfriend. Who was her boyfriend at the time? Um, I don't think any of her men in her life have been of no. Famous? Yeah, okay. but there have. It's been making headlines that she's had issues with her partners. Mm. That's a bummer. I like her. That's a bummer. I do, too. Mm-hmm. You got another one in that bag of tricks over there, Holly? Sure. Okay. By the item. Um, let's see. Where should we go with our next celebrity gossip mystery? Let's do this. The former late-night actor turned A-list actor who's a serial dater knew by his actions last night that he would have lots of people talking about him, which they wouldn't have been if he wasn't wearing a mask. Mm, Bill Hader. Yeah. 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 So. Ooh. Perhaps being. So he was a, he's a, he's a heavy dater. Yeah. Well, wow. he, he dated Rachel Bilson on and off there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then I, she said about his big old one. Hey! Yeah. That's true. She didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill Hader apparently was, um, enacting precautions by wearing a mask only for the attention and not mm. necessarily because he was actually Aww. being cautious. Okay, that's really interesting, but I will also say for whatever his reasons are and people wear them for all sorts of reasons that are none of our business, right? right? Exactly. I appreciated that he was wearing a mask in a crowd full of people yeah. and kind of could say to the world you can do this. Yeah. Normalizing it. Yeah. Making it, don't make it look like a badge of. If for whatever reason, yeah. this is the choice that you need to make in this moment of time, you can wear a mask and be the only one in the room wearing a mask. Yeah. Appreciate the conscientious optics. Yeah. Even if you want people to talk about you, but 
You know, maybe just look at your former SNL co-star, Jason Sudeikis, about the kind of energy that you want to invite. Right. (laughs) And people talking about you. Right. Well, he was the one that came to mind right away before Bill. Yeah, right. But he he wasn't wearing the mask last night. He won all the Emmys. I will just say this, though, really quick. about I I had a moment. I'm not proud of it, but I'm going to share it here to unburden myself. Okay. When he was up on stage accepting his award, I thought to myself, if he gets served papers right now, <laughs> I will not be surprised. Oh, Jason Sudeikis? Yes, Jason oh, Sudeikis. I, I thought that would be turnabout fair play. That would be funny. I Oof. thought you were looking at Jason Sudeikis, and I'm like, man, I can't unsee your Uncle George went in your face. Oh, my gosh. you! <laughs> after you shared that to me, to me, with us, to me. I, it's very, it's stunning. The other thing I will just really quickly say that was George unbelievable. Went. George went from, uh, Norm from Cheers. Oh, my God. Is his uncle. In real life? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> IRL. Is now that you weird? can't unsee it. It's I, over now for it's you. It's over. Sorry about it. Oh my God. Did you? Emmy award winning, by the way, Norm from Cheers. Uh, yeah. Supporting actor for Cheers. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. It runs in the family. I just find, I found it very interesting to see all of the Saturday Night Live alum in that room. Um, for all the other projects that they're doing and known for, right? Like Amy Poehler was there. Pete Davidson was there. What's the sunglasses? What was that all about? It is onesie. I mean, honey, it's, it's, but it's Pete Davidson, right? Um, Kenan Thompson obviously was there. Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader. I mean, you could. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. You would do like a scan of the room and you would see all of these people who were there because of other projects they're involved in that got their start, their big start on Saturday Night Live. It was actually kind of cool. Grant, yes. Thank you so much for your assistance. No problem with the blind items. That was fun. It was fun. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly and I are going to have a little talk about blunt Giselle, meaning Giselle being blunt in the magazine. Mm. After this, on my talk one zero seven one. There it is, my talk one zero seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is on vacation. He's not on an airplane. He is instead on a boat. Yep, he's on a boat. He is on a boat. Uh, and uh, Holly Roberts and I are hanging with you. There he is. Hi, Bradley. Hey. Looks really beautiful there. If you are not following Bradley Trainer on Instagram and you want the most beautiful eye candy ever, you need to go there. And I'm talking about the scenery, although Bradley is a handsome, good-looking guy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you should check out his Instagram because he is seeing some sights and doing some things. Yes. And we're here doing uh, our duty, which is to deliver you the top news straight from Hollywood. And this news actually involves a very blunt Giselle Bunchen. Yes, she's on the cover of the latest issue of Elle magazine. And she's getting right to the point about her marriage with Tom Brady. She's saying that she uh, definitely has had conversations with him over and over again about him being present in their relationship. So Giselle, talking to Elle, had this to say about Tom Brady. This football is a very violent sport, and I have my children, and I would like him to be more present. I mean, okay. Like, now, point taken. Now, this, possibly, allegedly, pretty sure she's addressing the fact that Tom Brady retired from the NFL, then decided to sign up for another season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Now, she said 
that she has had these conversations with him over and over again about him being present in their family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, goes along. So th- I'm interested in this because one of the stories we've been following um, is this reported schism in their relationship. Yes. And it's being reported by a source. And that's why I find this very fascinating because all of the stories we've read have been from a source yes. who says basically things are real. I see between them. Yeah. But the source did say that uh, for Tom's part, he's been trying very hard. Yes. At least he's been trying really hard. So that was the source that was talking to People Magazine last week, admitting that there was a lot of tension in their relationship. But the insider said, but I know they're trying or at least He's trying okay, so to figure it out and make it work. Now, juxtapose that before we move yeah. on with what Giselle said. Yeah. Giselle said this to Elle magazine. Ultimately, I feel that everyone has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy, too. Okay. I I am going to speculate. Oh, yes. That that People magazine source was a source trying to get ahead of the story on Tom Brady's behalf because they knew, I mean, she did this, this, this is not a, like, they didn't just do this interview, you know, uh, yesterday. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. This has been in the works for a period of time and no doubt he knew what she said. And he was like, that's going to sound a certain way. So we need to get ahead of this story because it does sound icy. Yeah, it's not like TMZ caught up with Giselle outside of LAX while she was waiting for her car. No. This is a sit-down interview with a pictorial. And yeah, it sounds icy, but the way that I interpret it is not necessarily icy. It's just blunt. Yeah. She's not, she's like, yeah. She's not going to pull a punch. No. She's just saying, this is what our marriage is right now. Because here's the other thing is like, she is, she's a successful woman in her own right. She has had to, her career has toned down a little bit as he's been playing right. the last few years. And, you know, she she sounds like a, I, no doubt somebody would ask her though. She was asked. Yes. How do you feel about Tom going back? And clearly she was comfortable telling mm. the truth, telling her truth about that. Yeah. And Giselle says to Elle magazine, look, I've done my part to be there for my husband. She said, I moved to Boston. He played for the New England Patriots. I focused on creating a cocoon and a loving environment for my children to grow up there and to be supporting to him and his dream. And she goes on to say, Giselle Boonchin, seeing my children succeed and become the beautiful little humans that they are, it makes me happy. So she was willing to do that. It brought her joy. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, it seems like, hey, I'm a human being, too, over here, right. Tom Brady. I know you're the greatest football player of all time, allegedly, mm-hmm. supposedly. But, yeah, I'm, but she has been, like, one of the best models of all time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Yeah, and she's been a stepmom yeah. to Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Er, yeah, His that's, son his, with Bridget Moynihan. No, Moynihan's son, Jack. Yeah, excuse, wait. Jack is the 15-year-old son. That's yeah. the one. That's his child with uh, Bridget Moynihan. Right. Who they found that, uh, that they were expecting after they'd broken up. Yeah. So well, there is, you know, there's a backstory there, but she's been a part of his life, his entire mm-hmm. life. 
um, and she has raised him alongside. I mean, and so is Bridget. They but they've raised him in the family along with their children together. Yeah. So I'm here for Giselle. Just more, lay please. it out. More, please. Tell us more. Yeah. Instead of these shady sources over at People Magazine. <clears throat> I mean, really, it's pretty obvious. It's yeah, so obvious. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what has been the most underwhelming landmark you've ever visited? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls. We'll talk to you after this on My Talk 1071.